Now, The Interpreter Show, with discussion, debate, and the latest information on all kinds of religious issues and topics. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the second hour of the Interpreter Foundation Radio. We want to welcome all of you on behalf of myself, Terry Hutchinson, and my co-hosts, John Gee, Kevin Christensen, and joined by our new co-host, Mark Johnson. Um, Our program this evening is brought to you once again, as we mentioned, by the Interpreter Foundation. Uh, Just visit the website, interpreterfoundation.org. Moving on to our next topic of discussion. A couple of weeks ago, Alan Wyatt uh, wrote an article called the A Long and Winding Road, which described the process by which uh, an article or an idea makes it to the Interpreter Foundation website and its email subscription list every Friday afternoon. Now, all three of you have been through this process. And so before we, we talk a little about it, Uh, Alan gave us some statistics uh, that there's been over 18,800 pages from 212 primary authors. Now, of those, most of the authors have written only a single author, have only written a single article, 127. Now, all three of you guys are not in that category, okay? Okay. Now, Dan Peterson is the most with 60, but then he's written introductory essays for about 59 of their volumes, so that's part of it. But uh, anyway, he gave us some other information, and um, it's just, it's interesting because um, each of you, I mean, I don't know how many you've had, John. I don't either. (laughs) Um, I, I do recall one of John's early ones, though, was an article that had been uh, he, he'd written it for, I think, was it BYU Studies? The one on uh, the apocryphal sayings of Jesus. Oh, you, you provided in that no, a history that was, of that. That was... Uh, Maybe it was a different project. It was written in the 90s for a, a, a something from the Religious Studies Center. Mm-hmm. And then it was picked up, or then it was considered by BYU Studies, and they were supposed to be... And they published Steve Robinson's and decided not to do mine. Um, but, yeah. The but, you know, the look, at the, it's not like this is just remainders, okay? No. I mean, that that article met some standards that Interpreter had clear back in the day, yeah, right? This is, it, it, it was a monster. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why... BYU studies didn't go with that one where mm-hmm. they did the companion article because um, it had this long appendix about where you can find some of this weird stuff and why you've got three different things walking around with the same name and three completely different I love that article. <laughs> So, uh, well, I'm glad it was useful. That was one of the reasons why I thought it ought to be published. But, um, yeah, there, I think long and winding road is a, an appropriate metaphor for uh, the process because they started out and 
published the first article within a week and a half of getting it. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, they had a very quick turnaround. Uh, there are people who think that uh, you can get a quick turnaround with interpreter, and they can do that, but they usually don't. Well, let, let's talk about this for each one of you. What is the longest it's taken you to get something, John? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by telling you that it's not like everything you guys submit is approved. I know for a fact, John, <laughs> that one of yours is still wending on the long and winding way. Well, well yeah, you know one of them, but that, uh, that's there not the longest others. one. So mm-hmm. I, I sent him a little note um, two months ago saying, do you realize that I submitted this two years ago? I mean, the, look, <laughs> and, and, and it's not like that one has a problem with it. Um, mm-hmm. So, but to put that in perspective, um, this last year I got a, I had an article published that I'd written 23 years previously. At least you saved it on your computer that long. I've got uh, stuff older than that. Well, um, and you know that was that was Rutledge, um, Oxford. I've had fifteen mm-hmm, years, mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it does take a while on some of these things. At least I can be grateful I'm not George. Well, what's the quickest turnaround that you've had with them? Uh, quickest turnaround has been maybe a month, um, and that was one where they said. Uh, Did they ask you for that? That one, yeah, they asked me for that one. They said mm-hmm. they don't uh, do that very often, by the way. No, that this was this was when. Um, so I'd published a review um, with them of the Revelations Four volume. Yeah. Jeff Lindsay published a review, mm-hmm. and then the Joseph Smith Papers editors wanted a response, and then we got a chance to respond to them, but that one was fairly quick. Yeah, yeah, okay. And now, Mark? Mark, yeah. What's the, what's the longest, that, I mean, that, that first one you took, how long did it take? Uh, now, it, you've got, had, what, two, three? I've had three with interpreter. I've okay. had a few back in, with farms back in the day. Okay. Um, I want to say, like, maybe a year for one of those, and... Probably the shortest was about four or five months, and that was mm-hmm. that was a, a book review, so that didn't. Yeah, that's probably about my level for interpreter someday. We'll see. Kind of, yeah, that one that one went through um, fairly quickly. Yeah, but the so. first one on Moses took took a while. It did take a while, um, and, and the unfortunate thing with that one, well, the, uh, just from my own viewpoint, I, I think the article turned out pretty well, but. Um, that I'd, I'd been sitting on it in just one form or another for you know some good twenty years, and I finally got it. Don't feel bad. Got it. Twenty three is the record over here. Uh, <laughs> you're still good. <laughs> I've got a George Hughes story that beats mine to pieces. <laughs> I hope I never. <laughs> but with with that one, I um, had the the fortune of being able to get a, a hold of Jeff Bradshaw, who um, had 
kind of published along some similar lines and I thought, oh, this is this is interesting. Maybe he'd be interested in, in seeing, you know, what I've done so far. And to really just my my great blessing, um, he saw a lot in there that he ended up using in his paper even before it was published. So he had this this earlier draft mm-hmm. that he was using in his, you know, big giant uh, two volume tome. Yeah, and it, it's been been picked up and, and used like even. The the last uh, tracing threads of the the Book of Moses, mm-hmm. like um, David Roth Seeley um, said that he um, appreciated some of the things I said, and I'm still kind of tingly about about <laughs> that one. That's that's kind of a big deal. Uh huh. That is. So that is well good, Kevin. You you've currently got something in the hopper that you've been working on for a couple of months, but what's the longest? Um. Well, the longest period was the essay that I had in the in the Midgley uh, Remembrance and Return. That one took years and years and years, and several different uh, publications to get through. But as far as interpreter, I think um, probably twenty years after took the longest and the most number of rewrites. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to, to wait twenty. You had to wait twenty years for that well, yeah, yeah, laps, so right? just for the time. Doing <laughs> the essay, yeah. It, yeah, it had to do more uh, wrestling with that one uh, with the editors than most of the others. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of pleased how it turned out. It took um, probably more than a year for stuff to get all the way through. But uh, and I think table rules, the one before that, was actually the slickest. I just uh, read the book and had a sense of exactly what did I want to say, what I wanted to say, and it went through fairly quickly. So it, it varies from time to time, and just. I think um, as we get further along and more people get involved in it, I think it takes longer, too, than it used to do in the earlier days. Yeah, they have a backlog now. They have a backlog, and I wouldn't surprise me if their backlog, I don't know exactly how far back it goes, but it wouldn't be su- surprise me if it's if at least a year. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I'd heard quite a while, six months at least. So, uh, and people keep submitting other things. It's just, you know. Maybe they'll have to go to two a week. That was Alan Wyatt well, just having a heart actually. attack right there. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, so, sometimes the interpreter will publish a couple of articles in a week, it, you know, just depending on the situation, but I have seen that happen already. Yeah, but it's usually book reviews that come out two yeah. a week. And, and for a while there, they were publishing uh, a new article on Friday and uh, a reprint on Wednesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, which reminds me, soon we're going to have that missing 2018 Temple Conference volume that somehow when I got it, the first one, I looked in it and realized that the vast majority of articles in that from that conference weren't in the book from, from the Matt Brown Temple Conference. Uh, you know, I... I, uh, I don't know there, what there, happened with that. I don't know what happened with the. They wound up I've, having I've got three, and I've. Um, they haven't been sending me the volumes, so I don't. I don't know on mm-hmm. some of them. They apparently lost some bit of it, but I. I can't keep it straight. So it's like that's that many years ago. Which paper did I? Uh, I want to say it was 
take your shoes up off your feet. Oh, oh boy, that was twenty nineteen. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we uh, we we just want you all to know that this is a process. If you feel so inspired or inclined, you can go to the website for the Interpreter Foundation, look up submissions, and uh, then there's also one if you want to do some peer reviews or volunteer for that, you can. And I think they've also got volunteer source checkers. Now, John here was a professional source checker for Hugh Nibley. I mean, you yeah, probably checked more Nibley citations than anybody else. Well, um, I think Stephen Ricks and Jack Welch both claim that. I don't know. Well, he, look at you now, thousands. though. All three of you. <laughs> look at you now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, checking footnotes is a valuable experience. Uh, I recommend it to students. Um, you can learn a lot that you didn't think you were going to find out by doing that. Now, one of the things is that I guess they did with all three of you is if you have a citation in a footnote or something, you have to provide them either a PDF or a copy of the site, right? Or do they really... Uh, yes and no. May, well, maybe, because, maybe it depends on who you are Yeah, because of your but, time constraints. But you do generally have to provide that, and they're mm -hmm. one of the few places that checks footnotes. A couple of places that used to check footnotes no longer do. Um, and... But interpreter does, and... So uh, I've had some interesting encounters with footnote checkers because um, they have to come to me and ask me what this text says because they can't read it. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> um, you know, at a certain point, there it's it's good that they do this, but at a certain point, um, you know, you you have to um, you have to be responsible for your footnotes. And that is something I appreciate. I want them to you know keep um, keeping us honest. Uh, they yeah. do, do keep you honest, but. Um, I, I remember one publication, this was not Interpreter, who, when I was uh, in sabbatical in Germany, and they said, yeah, we want your footnotes. And so I went to the, the, went to the shelves in the library in Heidelberg, pulled out the volume, took a couple of pictures, uh, sent it back, and it's all in Egyptian, and just said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> What, what do you do when you're the only person in the church who reads this language? <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. You do the best good you can. Place to be. mm -hmm. yeah. See this squiggle here? <laughs> it's not a smiley face. This changes the whole sentence. Everything is dependent on this squiggle. That's right. That's right. Well, we did have one with uh, Beery Studies, another journal that, that checks everything, and we uh, recently published uh, a little book with uh, some co-authors on the Book of Abraham, and there was one passage where 
I had read the demotic text and I read it one way, but everybody who's published that demotic text has read it a different way. And so they, one of my co-authors had to intervene because he said, well, this doesn't match so-and-so's German. It's like, well, yes, but if you look at this person, they read it this way. You read it, look at that person, they read it that way. turns out that no two of uh, the four people who published a translation of that passage have read it the same way. 